All right, we're gonna we're gonna pop this. We're gonna we're gonna pop this champagne. We're gonna pop it, cop it, and stop it. You're not good at those. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, that, that is not my my not forte. Your, it's not your strong suit. No. All right, I, I do different sorts of jokes. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna start this pride off right. Is that yeah. Right? Yeah. Ready? Pop it, baby. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Happy Pride, everybody. Yay! I'm making myself a mimosa. Okay, so. Um, Andrew, yeah, it is Pride Sunday here in Chicago. Um, And we're not at the parade. We're not at the parade. Um, If you guys don't know, also, Chicago's Pride is always the last Sunday of June, um, and that's to commemorate Stonewall um, back in 69. It was on the last Sunday of June then, Oh, I didn't actually know that. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. And there are other cities who do the same thing. There are... Some other cities, it's it's staggered throughout the summer sure. for, for the country. Like, I mean, there are some places where it's just like it's too fucking hot. Like, yeah, yeah. I think I think Hawaii has theirs in like October. Yeah, uh, who do we run into? Doesn't uh, Atlanta have theirs later? Well, too? no, didn't who, we just ran into that guy at the bar on Friday night? Where was he from? Though? From Atlanta. Oh, he's and from he said Atlanta. that they did in hot October. Atlanta. Oh yeah, because it's too hot. Because it's too hot. Yeah. Oh my god, I would not want to be out yeah. in that shit right now. Um, so we're here, and we're gonna do a little. Um, a little mini, a bonus up, a little bonus mini special yeah. super duper episode because it's Pride and yeah. we and you know we're we are um, a podcast about horror, but you know we're also just two two queers, two gays. So get ready, we'll be right back, and we're gonna do this thing right. We're gonna do it right. We have some bad hombres here, and we're going to get them out. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. I love China. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? I just want them to suffer. Listen, Roger, did you get a chance yet to read Springtime for Hitler? Read it? I devoured it. I, for one, for instance, never realized that the Third Reich meant Germany. Yeah, how about that? Then you'll do it? Do it? Of course not. The theater's so obsessed with drama so depressed, it's hard to sell a ticket on Broadway. Show should be more pretty. Show should be more witty. Show should be more... What's the word? Gay? Exactly. No matter what you do on the stage, keep it light, keep it bright, keep it gay. Whether it's murder, mayhem, or rage, don't complain, it's a pain, keep it gay. People want laughter when they see a show. The last thing they're after's a litany, oh, whoa. A happy end. If he winds up with mom, keep it gay, keep it gay, keep it gay. All right, everybody, and welcome back to Friday the 13th's bonus Pride episode. Welcome back. This is not going to be, full disclosure, not going to be a full episode. Mm -hmm. We're just going to, we're getting on here because it's Pride Sunday, and we're going to talk about some gay shit. Mm Mm-hmm. And some cryptids. Yeah, and also, you know, really some personal shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I think, so, what, what we're going to do today is, this first segment is really about our, our own coming out stories. Yeah, I want to talk about that. And then in the second segment, we're going to be talking about some urban legends. Yeah, like uh, creepypastas, uh, yeah. what, whatever you want to go And by. it's fun. It's not going to be very long, but we want to give you a little bit of horror, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that, that's what we're going to do. So let's, let's kick it off. All right. Do, um, you, do you want me to tell you mine, or would yeah. you like to go first? Why don't you tell me yours? All right, so... And, and I'm just going to let you go. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, yeah. Um, I came out at the tender age of 20. Well, wait, could you tell people how old you are now. I'm if, 33. If okay, so just, just to give an idea of... Full disclosure, I am older in the gay culture. You're basically ancient girl. Yeah. Well, luckily, I already found mine. Well, because so. how, how long have you and Michael been together? Six and a half years. That's basically 27 and a half years <laughs> in, in gay years. That, that's how that, that math works. Um, so okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I came out at 20. Um, in uh, Michigan. 
as most you know listeners know at this point, uh, I grew up in northern rural Michigan. My closest neighbor was a mile away, so we lived on a dirt road. Uh, I don't know what else to tell you. It's pretty basic. Hmm. Had no cable. Had satellite. Wow. Pretty basic. Wow. Um, but uh, so when I moved away, I moved away to Rhode Island for a year to follow my stepsister because I hated Michigan and I wanted to get out. And then I came back to go to college. I went to Grand Valley State University. In Grand Rapids, in right? In Grand Rapids, Michigan. And uh, go Lakers. Woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, and uh, I basically lived, I never lived on campus. Okay. I always lived either in a house or with um, other people in an apartment or whatever. And I decided that uh, when I was 20 years old, I had met this guy. I am not going to name names here just because I don't want to implicate Ronald. Call him, Im- implicate call, call him Ronald. Um, Ronnie. And this was like kind of my first like gay relationship, I guess. Mm. And so then at that point, I was like, well, I have to, I have to come out. Did you know that you were gay? Oh, I've known I was gay since... I remember watching, I remember having my first inkling that I was gay watching the old black and white Superman. Oh my God. Because I remember when he, whenever he was in peril, I was like, oh no, not like, Superman. You, you, you like felt like deeply down in your heart about yeah, it. Yeah. Oh my God. So, I mean, that stems way, way back. Wow. So, and that was even, what, what was that? Nick at Night, right? Mm-hmm. That one that they used to show like the old Superman. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think, I think they still do. Yeah. And a full disclosure, it's Pride Sunday, so we're we're having some beverages. Just yeah. FYI. So if you hear some slurping and burping, just whatever. deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> deal deal with it. Yeah. Deal with it. Okay, so so you met this guy. Yeah, and um, so that was when I decided I need to come out. I need okay. to. I, I I came out to my cousin first. Uh, I came out as bi. Oh my god! Because that's what you do. Stop stop on the way, girl. Yeah. Well, no, that's literally so. In the conversation that we had on the phone. Um, she goes, Andrew, unfortunately, you know, I've dealt with some, some people coming out before you. And I I just want you to know that bisexuality for you, and I'm not saying this for all bisexuals. Of course, of course. I'm saying this, no, my, my cousin knew me. Yeah. She said, for you, bisexuality is just a pit stop on the way to Gayville. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And look look at you now. Yeah. You've been sucking dick for years now, girl. Oh, God. Um, so yeah, so I, I decided to come out to her and then I came out to some friends and then I made the decision, um, Hey, it's time to come out to the, to, to the parents. And, and at that time it was really just, my, it, 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 I had to come out to my mom. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And, um, well, I, wait, wait, and, and your brother too? Um, I mean, not at the same time. I think I kind of just let that trickle down. Did you, uh, wait, so, so you told your mom first and yeah. then, and then, well, the, so, oh, oh, so. So that was the catalyst. Did you not have like a conversation with your brother? At some point, I did. Yeah, but not, not to come out as I did with my mom. Right. Sure. Yeah. It was most important for me to come out to my mom. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I was terrified, of course. Of course, God. <laughs> Hearing all the horror stories, uh, you know, you just want to make sure you do it right. Right. And so um, I told my mom basically because uh, she, damn it, that stupid word. Which word? Basically, it's fine. I know. I just say it all the time. It bothers me. Um, so uh, I told her that I had something really important that I wanted to talk to her about, and she needed to come down to Grand Rapids, because she lived about an hour and a half north. Yeah. And I said, you know, um, my birthday's coming up. Um, I need to get my uh, driver's license renewed, and you should just come. You should, you should come with me. Yeah. Just come down for a visit. I have some important stuff to talk to you about. And um, she basically thought I had cancer. <laughs> Wow. Because I, I wouldn't tell her what it was about. I was like, no, I need to talk to you about this in person. And she was freaking out. So she immediately like came down, and uh, we went to the Secretary of State, and we're standing in line. She's like, what do you have to tell me? And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you talk to you about this in the line at the Secretary of State. Oh, my God. Which, for you people that are not Michiganders, the Secretary of State is basically the... Uh, what do you, what the BMV. BMV? The DMV. DMV? Well, it's, oh, it's, it's BMV in Indiana in oh, some places. Is. Yeah, oh, okay. it, it just like depends on yeah. where you are. Sure. So um, we get all that stuff taken care of, and I am determined in my own mind, I'm doing this in a moving vehicle, so she can't get out. That's, you know, that that's actually really smart. So um, on the way, you know, I, I tell her, I'm like, you know, Mama, I 
think I'm, I think I'm gay. I know I'm gay. And she, uh, you know, with tears in my eyes, of course, because I just break out crying. Yeah. Because you don't know what's going to happen at this point. And uh, she just looks at me and she goes, uh, duh. <laughs> She's like, uh, I've kind of had an inkling for years now, so uh, no big deal. But so, um, so you don't have cancer. Yeah. There's no cancer. Right. But the funny, the, the, the weird thing that she shares with me, and this is where it gets like a little bit more horror, is that, um, so I lost my father to suicide when I was 13. Oh, uh, so this is when you, okay. Got um, it. So this is, you know, almost, almost 10 years later when I come out of the closet, but um, she finally decides to tell me, oh, and, and this, if this is too heavy for listeners, let us know. And no, I'll, girl, it's your life. It ain't I know, too I heavy. Know, yeah. don't, don't apologize for this. But um, uh, she decides to then let me know that, uh, you know, when my dad did pass away, he actually did leave a note. And I had not known this up until this point. And uh, she lets me know that your, you know, your dad basically committed suicide because he was struggling with his own sexual identity. Wow. And that he was, I mean, for, we don't know for sure, but he basically was gay. Wow. So... Did you know that when you were a kid? No. Like, I, I, like, I, I mean, like, you know, like, like looking back now, no, like, can you see it? No, because my dad, well, uh, the only thing that would lead me to believe that would be that he was always surrounded by women. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he always had a lot of, like, women friends. Yeah. So that would be the only inclination that I would have. But I, I don't think I, uh, me and my dad struggled with a relationship. Yeah, so, sure. Um, it, it was just. I would only go see him on certain times. We'd, you know, it's yeah, the whole right. sharing of custody bullshit that everybody has to go through. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't think that I was mature enough at that age to really to pick up spot on anything. the signs. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I get so, it. Yeah. But yeah, so that that's my coming out story. Wow. So Beat I mean, that, what was it? Bitch. So like, what was it like? <laughs> I mean, but, like, after, though, like, did you have any, like, did any of your, like, did you lose any friends? I mean, any, like, let's remember here, folks, like, this is, this isn't, like, today. Yeah. This was, I mean, what year was that? Um, This was, God, 2005-ish? Okay, so, yeah, so, like, like, let's put that in context on a timeline. Like, only a year before did the Supreme Court say that you could, like, finally have, like, legal gay sex in Texas. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, things are very different now. Yeah. So, like, did you have any friends back then that were just, like, shitty? And, like, um, they, they were like, nope, bye, see ya. Or any I, family? I didn't have any that uh, distinctly came out and said that to me. Yeah. Um, but I definitely felt a um, arm's length away from my extended family. Wow. And then, um, actually, when I, uh, when, I, when I decided to get married to Michael, mm-hmm. um, I did actually lose one friend who, uh, I'm not going to mm-hmm. go into specifics, but that decided not to be at our wedding. I remember this story. So for another time, for another time, that's for another time. But I want to hear a little bit about yours because I don't think I've ever heard it. Sure. Um, Mine. So, okay. So I'm 35. I, I came out in stages and um, you know, I went to, well, I I grew up in a, in a, you know, a small city in Northwest Indiana, about, you know, an hour away from Chicago. So I've, I've sort of always grown up around here, but it's steel country, you know, it's, and you know, that, that part of Indiana, it really is sort of like live and let live. Like yeah. people don't really get in your way. It just, it's sort of like, just leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I went to, I went to public schools and I went to, um, I went to high school at, at a place called Hobart high school. And, um, you know, for the most part, like, you know, like I was saying in, in our last episode, I really didn't have all that much trouble. I was, I was lucky because I came from a really big family, lots of siblings. Right. And so, you know, a, a couple of my siblings had already, actually three, had already gone through through the same schools School, that yeah. I went through. So people knew me. They knew my last name. For the most part, people people left me alone. And also, I was really fucking funny. Like, yeah. I was a funny kid. And I was fun to be around. It's too bad, it's too bad that didn't go into your adult oh, life. shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, you know, like, I was, I, was, like, I was, like, fun. You know, like, I was, also, I was also a fat kid. And so, like, you know, I found my own, like, Girl, ways. we got that. Amen. Um, but like, you know, I found my own ways to like survive, like, and mm-hmm. like get through life. Um, I definitely knew that I was gay, but I didn't know what it was. I just, I just knew that I was definitely There was different. something different. And I, I think I knew that from the time I was five. Yeah. Like, like really looking back on it. And I remember like having a desire for like 
dick. other boys. Like I, I don't know. I don't know about dick. I, <laughs> I didn't understand any of yeah, that. Yeah, no, you never but do. I, yeah, but I definitely felt like you know whatever a like a, a very young child can feel yeah. that that we might call attraction or and desire can I just or whatever. Like say that that that's the that's the difference that. Um, having to come out or uh, accept that you're gay is so much different from being straight. Oh God. Because we have, we have, we have to prove it. Like we have to, um, we have to announce it. We have to make a, 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 pro- a proclamation. Yeah. And then, and then you have to keep on proving it. Right. I mean, it, it's, it's whereas honestly like, a lot. Whereas like with straight people, it's just, it's right. just, you, you yeah. Yeah, you're just living life. Exactly. So, 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 just want to throw that out. No, there. absolutely. And so, you know, um, so I'm also a member of, of the Dead Parents Club, and my dad died when I was 15. And so, you know, before that, I, I, you know, I was, I was like, I don't know, I was like, I was like asexual. I don't know what the fuck I was. And then, you know, through high school, after dad died, like, thankfully, like, I, I had found theater by then, and I was mm-hmm. really into. I was, you know, doing shows at the high school and community theater, and so that was a really important part of my life. And, um, you know, and through that is when I really actually started to, like, meet other gay people. Sure. But also, like, I grew up in a very conservative family. Yeah. Um, in a very conservative area. And we were all Republicans. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like Bill Clinton was, like, the number one enemy devil. in our house. We hated the Clintons. <laughs> and, um, and my dad absolutely loved Ronald Reagan. So we were a very big wow. Reagan household. Um, and so, like... That's so that, fascinating that to me. Made thing, yeah. So meeting meeting other people in community theater really started to open my mind a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and I started to meet people. I remember like, there was my my friend um, Mikey, and he he had a boyfriend named Alan. And I remember looking at that and going like, "Oh my god, that's what I want." There are other people that can do this. Yeah. Like it was the first time I'd ever really seen that. And so blah 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 blah. High school's fine, whatever. And then senior year, I finally started to tell a couple of friends. Yeah. Like your closest. But closest, but only like two people. Yeah. And they were sworn to secrecy. And they kept the secret. They really did. Although like I was like, I'm, I'm like, frankly, my own pride parade every fucking day. Like mm-hmm. even back, I was even more so back then because I was just, you know, didn't know who I was. Went to college, freshman year, didn't tell anybody. Um, I had a couple of girlfriends, actually. That was not good. I'm a gold star gay, just so that everybody knows out there. I'm not. Um, Andrew's not, but that's that's okay. <laughs> it's not a rank. I'm hey, just saying. Hey, I we have... gotta we gotta try to figure it out on our right. own. Right, but you know, I've 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 never had sex with a woman, um, and I knew with my last girlfriend in college, I was like, I can't do this. I actually remember, I was going to go visit her, um, and I was going down the elevator in my dorm. This is my freshman year, and I remember like like a mirror like was in the elevator, and looking in the mirror and going like, you have you're to just do this. Yeah. You have to just no. I was telling myself, I you have you you're going to go there and you're going to oh. have sex with her. That's what you're going to do this weekend. Like I like pumped myself up for it Jesus. and I couldn't do it. Yada, yada, yada. Skip forward to junior year of college. Um, so this is like 2002, oh, wow. 2003. You, you came out pretty late. I came out late. Yeah. I, I really did. And that was when um, this, this girl that we, we don't really talk to anymore. Um, don't, don't name names. I won't. It's I won't. Not, it's not nice. I'll tell Michael later. Yeah. Um, but she came up to me at one of my parties. We, we threw, we had the party house that year. I've, I've, I've heard many stories. Yes. And so we were having whatever party and she came up to me and she was like, when are you just going to come out? <gasps> and, and for whatever reason, it finally just clicked for me. And I was having so much fun that year, yeah. and like I had so many great was it was it uh, so many great friends. We were so was parties. that was that revelation um, a like shocking moment for you, or was it kind of like a, a no? I got I got you're right. You're right. It, it, it was basically like a yeah. You know what? You're right. Yeah. And I okay. think, I think actually right then I was like you know what? You're right. I'm gay. Yeah. And then I started to tell everybody, and then it just went like wildfire from there sure. in college. Back home was a different story. Ooh. I had like two lives, and the and the the part of it that's hard. I know I'm kind of rambling. I don't mean to do that, guys. It's just it's a little more complicated. Let's, let's get to the point. Shut here. up. <laughs> um, but like you know, think about it this way. I have eight siblings. The thought of having to have a conversation with each and every with my mom and eight other people mm-hmm. was like terrifying to me. Yeah. So finally, a- after college, wasn't even in college. After college, when I moved home. 
I decided that I had to start like sort of doing it in um, in Sta- stages, like stages again. Yeah. And so I I told I told my one sister, and <laughs> it's Lisa. Hi, Lisa. I know you're going to listen to this. <laughs> and I told Lisa because sometimes <laughs> she blabs things a little bit. I love you, Lisa. <gasps> but I did this on you purpose. You did it on purpose. I did because I knew that Lisa would probably tell at least one other person. And, so you're uh, letting other people do your dirty yeah. work. And and you know, Lisa was the first something that I told, and I'm very happy that I did because I remember like she, I think she wrote me an email uh, that I probably still have, and it was very sweet. And she let me know that she would always be here for me. Oh, that's, and, that's wonderful. And she and that she was very proud that you know that I told her and I told her first and blah 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 blah. It was very very nice. That's nice. And then I I I can't remember how the rest of them went. To be honest with you, I, I remember telling my sister Rebecca, who was of course very very. Sweet and helpful. My sister Katie, my brother Michael, my brother Tony. I actually never had a conversation with my uh, my oldest brother, who's the oldest in the family, Joe. Um, I love Joe. We we don't get along politically on on anything, sure. Um, but I will always love him. Um, but Joe and I have not had an easy time with any of this, um, and that's a real shame. I think that me and I have a similar with um, Matt? yeah with with my brother. It's. We've never blatantly disagreed with each other, um, but I know that there's some resentment and some... About you being gay? No, not about me being gay. I think it's more we just don't agree politically. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, we just choose to let that be. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. I mean, he was at my wedding. He was awesome. He had a great time. we, We just... There, there are just certain things that, you know, it. we just don't, as humans... I heard that. Yeah. I heard that. Heard it. It is what it is. Yeah. So, um, the rest of my siblings kind of found out, whatever. And everyone was very cool. cool. Um, you know, the way that I termed it with, with my brothers especially was basically, pardon me, um, was basically like, look, like, I'm not telling you this because, like, I need your approval. Right. Because by then I, I had also, like, gotten some balls finally. And you've accepted it into your, yeah. into your own, into yeah. your own and, brain. And, right. And I told people, I was like, you know, like, look, I'm doing this because one day I'm going to meet somebody. Yeah. And I'm going to bring them home and you're going to be okay with it. Yeah. And that that's how I did it. And it's how I still feel about it. Because yeah. in the end, like, and I, you know, I, I, I hope other people feel this way about their families too. Like, it's your family. Yeah. It doesn't belong to anyone else. It's your family. Right. So, like, if you want to bring shit into your family, baby, you can do it. Yeah. And people who don't like it, fuck, fuck you. Em. Fuck Bye. Em. Like, you, you, don't want, you don't want to be part of this fun fucking party that I'm throwing? Then fuck you. Get out. Yeah. The mistake that I made in my coming out process was coming out to my mom last. And Ooh. I did that because I was terrified to tell my mom. Yeah. I, I don't know why I was, but well, I was. I mean, it's... it's, it's... <laughs> It's your mom. I mean, it's your mom. Yeah, it's the person that you literally came out of. Like, it's it's this is like a second coming out, basically. Oh, that, that that's actually kind of funny when you think about it. Yeah. And kind of gross too. Yeah. Um. I, anyways, I just I just I just kind of put that together in my mind. Yeah, you know, I got it. Ooh. Um. But yeah, she was taking me to the train to go back to Chicago because I was living in Chicago by then. And on the way there, um, it was just after Mother's Day. Oh, so um, we do, did we both do it in a moving vehicle? We did. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> did. And I I think I had the same idea that you did. Um, you can't escape. <laughs> yeah, and I we were in the car heading there, and I told her, and um, you know we both we were both crying, and you know, and, oh god, there was so much crying. Oh, I know it's so stupid. And I was like, "Did you know?" And she was like, "Yes, I've known for a long time." And um, and that's it, it's really strange that um, both of our mothers like picked up on that because I, know. I, I I will say like given moms know like, well given our ages like your your mom's much older yeah. than my mom is yeah. my mom had, had me when she's 19 i think my mom was like 40 years older yeah. than yours so it's it's just interesting to see that like um cultural mothers know like difference yeah mothers you know? know but yeah so i told her last should not have done that because it really hurt her feelings but Aww. she didn't tell me she told my sisters but even even with that eventually i was like mom I'm sorry, but I was scared. Like, yeah. honestly, this isn't your experience. Yeah. It's, it's kind of mine. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I gave her some resources for like, you know, cause she wasn't, she wasn't like angry about it or, or anything. She was, you know, happy that she I just finally told her. Didn't uh, appreciate being told. Right. Uh, now, one thing that I am very proud of is um, when, uh, before my dad died, long, long before that, my dad also picked up on it. Oh, really? And he asked me in a car one day when I was 13 years old. This is too funny. Oh, my God. Because my mom did the same thing. Oh, my God. This is so weird. She asked me point blank one day in the car, do you, do you think you're gay? Is you gay? 
And I was so taken aback and terrified that I was just like, no, absolutely not. Like, no, no, oh my no, god, no. Oh, my God. I had the same, <laughs> the same reaction. Wow. And so, yeah, so We've my, never really talked about no, this. No, we haven't. But my, my dad picked me up from a rehearsal. I was, I was doing The Music Man oh. that summer with... <laughs> well, with, that, with, there's uh, your first inclination. <laughs> right. With, with the Raw Summer Music Theater. Oh, my God. My costume, I wore white pants, a lavender vest, and a lavender bow tie. Oh. Can you believe that? Well, and I was a Shapoopy dancer. There we go. Um, what is Shapoopy? It's a song in it's a song in the um, show, and it's ridiculous. Our, our producers are actually singing it in the background right now, <laughs> um, and it's hilarious. And I was a, I was a Shapoopy dancer in a lavender vest. I was God. very very gay. So, anyways, um, he picked me up from rehearsal, and he was like watching some of it. And and the guy who played Harold Hill um, was like doing something, singing. And when we got when we got in the car, um, my dad asked me, he's like, eh, that, that was fun. Uh, is that Charlie guy? Is uh, is he gay? And I was like, No, Dad. Like, not all guys in theater are gay. And I probably said it just like that. <laughs> and then, and then he, I, I remember he looked in the rearview mirror and he looked at me and he said, Are you gay? And of course, I said no. Yeah, I was thirteen, but yeah. I'll, I will never forget that. No, I think and I honestly I knew, think I was around the same age. Right. And now, you know, looking back now, hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, I know for sure. That my dad knew I was gay. Yeah, I know it, and and not only that, like I mean, my dad was old school. Like 1936 was when he was born. Holy, he was shit. basically like like he like worked in like the Mad Men era. You know yeah. what I mean? And like he like was a a huge prolific drunk, and sure. he was so much fun. He was a party animal. He was great, but he was also like by, like you know my dad also had like some racist tendencies. Yeah, and like you know weird views on things. Well, I mean, I think that what people maybe on some of the coasts don't understand is that. Um, and I think we've kind of hit on this and on some of our mm-hmm. uh, other episodes is that, you know, racism and homophobia, you know, while it may not be as prevalent in the uh, the coastal areas where things are a little bit more progressive. Welcome to the Midwest. Uh, the Midwest uh, and the South have not really gotten there no. all the way yet. No. I mean, we, we are lucky enough to be in Chicago where things are much more progressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a fucking pride parade today. Yeah, so and, like, it's, and it's one of the biggest in the world. And um, so we're, we're really lucky. Yeah. Um, but if we travel outside of, you know, where we live, and we've experienced this in Michigan, we've experienced this in Wisconsin, we've yeah. experienced this in Indiana. Oh, for sure. Um, where it's not as accepted, and people are not afraid to... Uh, to let you know about let it. Let you know. Exactly. And so, you know... Uh, despite despite you know uh, the things that i mean my dad died so long ago like it'd be interesting to see where he would be today but, yeah like you know despite God, isn't that isn't that something to think about yeah it's it's actually really weird to think i think about. about that all the time if, if if my dad was still around like what role would he play in my yeah, life yeah big time um but you know despite all of that like the moment of grace for me is like knowing that my dad knew this and yeah. I'm, I'm really like it's such like a it's such like a little amazing thing that I get to have, yeah. you know, that none of my other siblings got. Sure. So it's like super special for me. Yeah. So that's that. And then, you know, basically that was it. All right. Um, and, you know, I, I never came out to like any of my cousins or whatever. Like I was like, you know what? You're all going to find out. And no, now, that's that's pretty much how I. And I, now they all know. <laughs> that's pretty much how I. Uh, I expected my mom to be my advocate for my extended family. Yeah. And I, I was just like, you know what? I, I can't do this with everybody. Like, no. It's exhausting. It's too and much. And emotionally draining. So I just need you to kind of be my backer yeah. and uh, let them know, and now, we'll figure it out from there. Now, one thing, <laughs> you know, it, it is interesting to think, you know, we're talking about coming out stories. And um, and I also think it's funny that we're, we're two gay guys talking about our dad so much. That's just so, so like, stupid. It, make, it makes sense. <laughs> uh, it makes sense. Like, a psychologist would be like, oh, yes, I believe it does. Um, like, it's interesting to think about coming out stories now because, like, are they still important for kids today? And I do mean kids. I mean, mm-hmm. like, we, you know, we were kids yeah. when we were coming to an understanding of this. Yeah. And I, you know, honestly, I don't know. I, I think I, it's a lot easier. I mean, yeah, like, it's easier. I, I think Love, Simon is definitely, like, a movie for, like, straight people. Mm-hmm. And I think it's charming. Um, I, have you seen it? Yes. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. It's good. Okay. It's good. I mean, I, I think it's really charming. But I, I mean, it's for, I it's for it's, rent. And you know what? And I, listen... 
I'm going to dissent right now. I understand that we talk about representation all the time, and I understand that me not going to see it is not a great representation of oh, that. I fine. just didn't no. find the goddamn time. Yeah, they, well, listen, <laughs> we, we have a lot of films that we watch, yeah. so th- there's not a lot of time. But, like, I think it's a movie for straight people, and I think it's good because it makes straight people feel good about gay people, and I that's watch, wonderful. I watched all of Queer Eye. Yeah, see, there you go. Um, <laughs> but, like, you know, I, I just, I do wonder. I, I don't have an answer for this. I guess I'm just sort of bringing it up. I do think one thing, you know, if, if you're listening to this and and, and you're LGBT, um, we would really love to hear your coming out story. Yeah, that'd be really, and, really interesting. And, yeah, Especially like, some of the more, because um, I, I do have a lot of LGBT friends that yeah. uh, didn't have it as easy as we did. Of course. And you know? You know, if, if, you're, if you're comfortable, I'd say do it like this. You can send us a voice message on Facebook. You can um, you can tell us about it in a Facebook comment. You, you can, can email. tweet it at you us. You can email us. You can email us. What's our email address? Uh, Frygay13 at gmail.com. Frygay13 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We would love to hear it. And you know, if you if you want us to include a little segment in a future episode, let us know. And yeah. we'll see we'll see if we can work it in. Because I think that'd be kind of fun to have um, some of our listeners coming out stories. You know, even if we collect um, all those throughout the year and do a little pride. Ooh, thing next year that would be fun yeah that'd be fun because the other thing that we realized too is like and we've really heard this from a lot of people that 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 listen um the lgbt people that are listeners of ours really appreciate like having some representation yeah. having a voice in, in 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 this like this weird little horror world that exists and it is weird it oh it's so weird but i love it like oh it's so everyone fun. everyone is is great i know that you're now like more um on board with the uh twitter oh yeah oh my god it's so much fun and it is cray cray <laughs> twitter is like westworld yeah like you can like do you can do whatever you want you can you can, you can say whatever you like, want literally and everyone's like yay i like that too so speaking of that follow us on twitter at friday 13 <laughs> remember that's friday 13 no the it's just friday yeah, 13. 13 um okay so i think we're gonna take uh, a take quick a break. break get a bev yeah and uh then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about a couple of our favorite little uh horror stories and then you know we'll, we'll try to keep it as brief as possible yeah. the, this has gone on way longer than i expected it andrew to, thank so. you thank you for sharing your story oh thank you for sharing yours you're welcome um so we'll be right back um to share some creepy stories with peace you. out bitches it doesn't matter if you love him or capital H I M M M M M. Just put your paws up, cause you were born this way, baby. Okay, everyone, welcome back. And uh, this is our special bonus Pride mini episode. Happy and Pride, y'all. Happy Pride. And uh, we are, um, you know, we, we just did our coming out stories. That made us think about home. When we think about home, we suddenly start to think, oh, because we're very horror-minded, we think, oh, urban legends. Yeah. So we're like, oh, well, let's just like pair a little urban legend Yeah, like one of our favorite. Segment. Like one of yeah. our favorite little stories that uh, we personally benefited from. Yes, yeah. totally. So yeah. we're going to start with Andrews, because I, I love this story so much. So tell us about Robert the Doll. Okay, so I, I first want to start with how uh, I encountered this story. Um, uh, so when Michael and myself got married, our, uh, honeymoon was in Key West. And so, uh, Maddie all of a sudden was like, well, do you know about Robert the doll? And I was like, no, I've never heard of the story ever. And, uh, so he he was like, you got to look it up because when you go to Key West, you got to go see Robert the doll. Yes, you do. And, um, so Robert the doll, uh, it kind of is a Key West staple. 
uh, we took a haunted tour when we were in Key West, and he was the like featured. So just to get this straight, and you're going to tell us more about this, yeah. but you got to see oh, I'll post actual pictures. Robert I'll post, the Doll. I'll post pictures. Oh my god! Yeah. And uh, I do want to. I do want to put it out into the ether, just because I do believe in this shit. And so I'm just going to throw this out there as like, thank you, Robert, so much for letting us tell this tale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, this is not met in disrespect whatsoever. So. I, this we'll get into a little later. So, so tell us, tell us yeah. what the doll is. So Robert the doll uh, is a a doll that was given to um, Robert Eugene Otto, who was a little boy at the time, uh, who was kind of uh, son of an artist uh, in Key West, and he was kind of a more of an introverted kid. And um, he, this this was given to him by his, uh, I believe. Um, caregiver okay. at the time uh let me let me let me look at this really quick i think it was an aunt okay so uh an aunt gave this to him as a birthday gift and it was um this very like <sighs> raggedy ann type doll yeah i mean it's like a little boy in a sailor suit yeah, basically yeah, yeah. right i mean it's this is like and he's holding a little doggy this is like early 1900s so yeah. i mean just remember that's the kind of doll that right had at yeah the time. so um and this became that child's best friend. I mean, he carried it around everywhere. It was like it was an early my buddy. Yeah, exactly. And um, so, skip forward. The kid grows up, moves away. House gets sold. I'm gonna, I'm gonna really like truncate this. Yeah, go if ahead. You, if you want to like, if you want to learn more, I mean, just just look it up because. We only have so much time on this earth, and I, I don't want to take him up more. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, he was put in the attic when they bought the new when the new owners moved in, and everyone said that they would hear this doll running around, um, footsteps, things being placed in different areas, like very ghosty like, and it was all up to Robert. And it, it, even when the kid had it. Anytime that he would do something wrong, the parents would be like, well, what? No, Robert did it. Yeah, why would you do this? Why would you do any of this shit? And he'd be like, no, it wasn't me. Robert did it. Robert did it. Wow. And so the new owner was so terrified of this this doll in the attic that she ended up donating it to uh, the local um, museum. Wow. And that's where Robert is now there. And the what do you, what do you call the person that like takes care of the museum? Um, the curator, the, like the curator, um, had kind of I don't want to say disrespected, but didn't believe in Robert. And Robert started terrifying that person wow. by like moving in the night when she was the only one there, and and so she quit. She was like, "I'm out of here. I can't do this." And so what they did to honor Robert is they put up a room just for him he's in his own glass case you'll see this i I will post the photos and the crazy thing is is that when they when they take you to to see robert they they say if you're going to take photos of robert or with robert you know ask his permission and also say like that you're that you're like thankful because so many people have come and taken like shitty selfies or like you know, disrespected him. Like, I don't believe it's so stupid. And then they go back home and they get in car wrecks. Mm. They get like bad things happen to them. Well, and like people, and, people have heard this doll like laugh. Yeah. People have seen this doll move. Right. It used to be like, like in the window in that house in Key West, like yeah. watching kids go to school and shit. Yeah. Like this motherfucker is a possessed. And if you, doll. and if you, and if you wrong him, he has a way of getting into your life. And fucking things up. That's what he does. And there, it's really funny. Um, at the museum that he currently resides, there is a <clears throat> TV screen that all they do is display letters of people that have written in to apologize wow. to Robert because things have bad have happened to them. You know what though? Th- that shit is real. Yeah. Um. It, it, it's like, and I know we're trying to keep this short, but it just reminds me of this one thing. Sure. Like, what, I, I took my sister to Hawaii a couple years ago. And she took some rocks back with her. Oh, and and you know we talked about it. I was like, you, you know, really hey, yeah. 
if you have any of those rocks, like you need, you need to give them to me because I'm going back and I'll I'll leave them in Hawaii. So Becky gave me all of her rocks and she had a bag full of rocks, mm-hmm. especially lava rocks. I took them back. She wrote a note. I left them at uh, at Hanoma Bay. I read the note out loud to Pele. I left them there because I'll tell you what, my sister even reported after taking those rocks home, she had some crazy shit happen to her. You got to respect. That shit is real. Respect. That's all. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find Find out out what what it means to to Robert the Doll. (laughs) Basically. Um, So that's my little encounter with uh, Robert the Doll. Um, He was super creepy, but also oddly charming. Hmm. And the way that they, the way that they had him kind of featured in the museum was very interesting that um, a museum of that caliber that had things like stuff from slavery stuff from uh you know i don't know if you know this but the key west was basically um built on bones wow because it used to be a place where you would send not so great people to just suffer and girl send me there right now (laughs) i'm fine suffering um and so there's a lot of like weird stuff and cryptid things around key west and it's just very interesting to me that a museum of that caliber with the other stuff that they would have in there would have a whole room devoted to robert the robert the doll wow what a story yeah so um coming this week i will post some photos um of robert the doll but also when we were touring the museum it's an old fort Oh wow! Um, we uh, we looked back at our photos after we took some photos. Shut up! No, don't, I'm not don't even. even jo- tell I'm, not, me. I'm not joking you. There are some very strange orb things that are in there. Wow! And and um, thankfully now that face or no, I'm sorry, Apple has those like live photos. Yeah, yeah. You can see see them moving. Absolutely. Oh, you, I did not. I didn't know that about those. You photos. didn't know? I didn't know that they were. You're showing me that shit at yeah. brunch today, motherfucker. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going to brunch right after this. Brunch. Well, that's an awesome story. Yeah. So it was a really cool experience. Um, Definitely recommend Key West. Definitely recommend going to see Robert. Um, I wish I could recommend the tour, but I don't remember the name. And I'll see... I'll I'll, I'll post about it this week. And I'll see you in Key West at the Clothing Optional Resort. (laughs) Will I be wearing clothes? Will I not be wearing clothes? That's up to you to find out. a big old mystery. Um, so do you want to hear about Step yeah, Cemetery? Absolutely. Okay. So um, this is a, a little urban legend. It's back in my college town. So I went to Indiana University. Go Hoosiers. Um, Indiana University, IU, is in Bloomington, Indiana. Bloomington, Indiana is a lovely, lovely place. Oh, it's it's like you. It's like walking into a fucking Norman Rockwell painting, yeah. man. Um, and it, luckily, like it's like also like a, a little like liberal balloon in the middle of Indiana. Um, what it's also though is like you know people think of Indiana as like a very boring flat state. It's really not, especially in in that in that region. Um, it's very hilly. There's, there's some really great forests. It's just it's like an absolute beautiful place. Um, and in one place um, in Morgan Monroe State Forest, um, which is a, a very big vast forest, it's it's gorgeous. Um, there's a place called Step Cemetery. And if you are a student at IU or if you're a townie or whatever, like you definitely know about Step Cemetery. The cemetery um, is like an early, like late, well, it's like, it's like a late 19th century, early 20th century. It's, it's like an old settler cemetery yeah, kind of thing, basically. Sure. You have to drive into the forest to get there. Um, it's right off 46, I think, right? Nobody cares. Sure. Nobody cares. Um, but Nobody if, cares. You know, if people want to try it, you know, just look it up. Um, it's also spelled S-T-E-P-P after the Step family. So um, look it up, people. Yeah. And so you you drive into this into this forest, and then you, you kind of come up on the cement wall. Um, it's like in the middle of nowhere. And then there is this fucking random cemetery. Oh, interesting. And um, it is very spooky. There are some really old graves there. Um, I mean, it's it's old for America, right? So, yeah, like, I mean, yeah. like, like like late eighteen hundreds. Um, and there are plenty of of stones that you can't read anymore, and there are some that you still can. It's very you know charming how they're written. Kind of reminds me of, of that uh, cemetery that we ran into when we were at the uh, Governor Dodge State. Oh my god, I yeah. forgot about that. Was a cool cemetery, yeah. Governor Dodge uh, State Park in Wisconsin is beautiful. You yeah. should go there. Great, great park. Um, anyway, so, so anyways, step, step cemetery. The the um, the thing about the cemetery that brings people there is this big tree stump. And the tree stump looks sort of like a chair. Oh. And um, the, the story, basically, is that there was this this mother. She had a daughter. 
and the daughter was going out, and the mom had a very bad feeling about this. Like, she just felt something bad was going to happen. Oh, kind of like hereditary? Or, yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, the daughter the daughter goes out that night. You know, she gets she gets killed by a drunk driver. Oh, no. And so the mom was waiting, um, was waiting, like, she was, like, live right, like, right over there or whatever. She was waiting for her, like, on this fucking stump. And so the story is that like she she now the mom is obviously long long gone. Yeah. She's still waiting there every night. Ooh, and they call her the lady in black. And spooky. she is she's said to lurk all over the cemetery. Um you know, when I was in college, we we went there actually pretty often because we were all very weird. Um <laughs> and we and we like we like even like one night and this is I was really bold then. We brought a fucking Ouija board there. Oh God! To Steph Cemetery to play on the stump. <gasps> to play on the stump. Man, you messing with fire? Well, I, it didn't work because I think I think that the glow in the dark version doesn't actually uh, work. The Hasbro version. Yeah, right. Totally. <laughs> so nothing happened, of course, and nothing ever happened when when we were there ever really. But it was always a really fun place to go and just like get scared. Yeah, because like that is. There is that desire in all of us yeah. to just get, not be scared, but to get scared. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that was a great place for us to do it. And it was yeah. so much fun. And actually, you know, we, we, we go to Bloomington, um, you know, not, not often, not as often as we used to. Cause Probably we're, like once cause a year. Because we're, we're old. Um, but yeah, we go like once a year because it, it's a great place to visit. It's and it makes us feel it makes us feel young again. It makes us feel young, and also you can drink for a goddamn dime in yeah. Bloomington. It's yeah. so cheap. There. It's like when we go back to Michigan. It's right. like whoa, two fifty Miller Lights. What yeah. is this? And, it, and it's it's so much fun, and also the boys are cute, so I don't mind that. And um, was, it, was it a burp? Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> we're drinking, and surprise. And anyways, you know, like when we go, sometimes we still go back to Step Cemetery because it's fucking cool, man. Yeah. And so that's my story. We need, you know what? I, I would like to request something. Please. I think we need to come back to this. Okay. Because I have so many local legends that I grew up with, like uh, the Dog Man yeah. of Michigan. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, the Ada Witch. We, like, had, we, had, we had the Bell Witch. Yeah. We had Stagecoach Road. And we had Moody's Lights. That was one. Yeah. And I, I want to share one that Michael has, too. Munger Road. Oh, Munger Road. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Which was made into an awful movie. So but, what yeah. you're saying is that we're going to do an Urban Legends episode. We, we got, and then we compare it with Urban Legend. Oh, my. Well, how clever. Yeah. I'm glad there's a movie called that. Yeah. Isn't there I, like, I aren't there like eight of them also? Uh, there's two. No, there's three. Sorry. There's three. So, okay. So subtract five and then it's three. So I was actually right. Yeah. What? No, no. never mind. Math is not your strongest. Never suit. mind. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that wraps up our urban legend. Yeah, segment I, right now. I hope that this was fun for people. I realize that we didn't go into too much detail, but um, I would encourage you to do your own investigation and um, educate yourself. Yeah. And send get, us a get message. A little, get a little spooky. Yeah, get get go get scary, go get spooky. And also, if you've got a really cool urban legend that that we've never heard of before, oh my God, or that you please, think is, oh my god, please send us all send of your us. local legends. Yeah, because I love you that can shit. E- you can email us at frygay13. That's frygay13 at gmail.com you can facebook message us send us a message on twitter or you can send us a smoke signal either way we are going to pay attention to it we'll find it and we'll find it and we want to hear it let us know um i think that that uh concludes our little pride bonus episode that's really great i'm glad we did this yeah i'm really glad too and also wait but before we go i just want to give a little shout out oh do it to our producer michael Oh, don't give him any yeah, oh, credit. Yeah, listen, listen, you shut up. Okay, I'm going to bring... Actually, Michael, come into the room really quick, honey. Come here. Come on. I want you just to say hi to our listeners because they always hear about you, but they don't get to hear your voice ever. So why don't you say hello to everybody? Hello, listeners. Oh, he is, has such a sultry voice, right? He, he is your husband. I know. Is there anything else you want to say on Pride? I am very proud of the two of you. Oh, see, now we all go and cry. Yeah. It's going to be a crier day because also, as you know, we like to drink. And I feel like you cry better when you're drunk. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Well, I, I, I was, girl, I was crying last night. Like, I, I, like, I cry looking at fucking linoleum. Like, I just start crying. Gosh, I, I will tell you, uh, we've concluded our queer eye for this. Oh, God. Of, like, God damn it, that stupid show. It's it's mm. so damn dumb, but I cry every fucking episode. And, and can I tell you this also? So, like, everyone loves Anthony because he's beautiful, right? Yeah. And, I, and I love Karama because he's beautiful. I mean, I, they're all beautiful. I also, I think, I kind of want to, like, be tan. Like, I want him to dress me every day because he looks <laughs> so good. Um, but you know who's grown on me so much? Jonathan. Is that the hairdresser? The hairdresser. Oh, my God. I, I, I There's just something... A, 
Oh, he's from Quincy, Illinois. Oh my goodness, I, I did not I know, didn't that. know that. Um, I got Quincy. That, that's our other friend Casey who's Girl, here with us today. Quincy is conservative, so that is really interesting to know. Very interesting. Thank you, Casey, our other producer on board today. Oh, she's she's being granted with that. Well, you know, for for the day. Oh, all right, she's like ad hoc. But Jonathan is so much fun. And also, like it, it's it, there's he brings, something he brings about... a light he brings a lightness to it. Well, it right, this is not queer eye podcast. I know, but just, so. <laughs> just really, it's really quick though because we were talking about it. It won't be that much longer, I promise. There's something about the way that he does it. Like it's like with it's with a different sort of compassion that other people don't have. Like it's sure. it's really beautiful, and he gives men like a way to like take care of themselves that he knows they can do. Yeah, they can keep up with. They can keep up with it. Like the guy that doesn't have any money, he's like, "Okay, this is all cheap shit." Like yeah. I went to Target and got you shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. that was really nice. Yeah. So anyway, that, that's all anyway, I have to say. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Let's end this. Let's end it. All right. To all of our um LGBTQIA you could say LGBT. Okay. Uh, to all of our listeners, especially those um, of our community, we celebrate you. We love you. Um, Go out there, get a drink, girl. Yeah, have get fun. laid. Get you, you, listen, you can do whatever you want today. I give you the permission. Well, no, well, no, no I said no, it. No, no, no. Anything that they want no, to do. Don't do anything illegal. You can do anything you want. No, I love you. I, okay. I, I, as the voice of reason on this podcast, will say, don't do anything illegal. I'm saying do it and take a photo and send it to me, girl, because I like that shit. <laughs> all right. We love Stupid. you. All right. I love y'all, uh, especially our straight allies and especially our LGBTQ uh, um, listeners. Amen. We love you guys. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. And she prescribed me PrEP. What's that? PrEP is a daily pill I take to prevent HIV. Oh, I think I've heard of that, but I didn't know it was for women. PrEP is for anyone who is concerned about their risk of getting HIV. Women can take it too. Why did you decide to start taking it? I just love that there is something I can do to prevent HIV for myself. PrEP puts me in control of my sexual health. I'm glad I talked to my doctor about it. To find a local health provider you can talk to about PrEP, visit cdc.gov stop HIV together slash prevention and let's stop HIV together.